All right, so I have an important question for you. Why didn't you want my icebreaker questions today? You know that's the only reason anybody watches Anchor Point. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All I said was, I have an idea for an intro. What's up, saints and ain'ts? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> That's it. No, you also said, I'm going to jump right in. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do an icebreaker question today. Right. You don't want me to give what I had to offer. <laughs> To which she responded, <laughs> don't come crawling back to me next week when you need an icebreaker. <laughs> I have one more. Do these socks what? look right with these slippers? <laughs> I don't understand the question. Do these socks look right with these slippers? Because I feel like it looks kind of weird. Like for you to sit at the house? Well, sometimes I pick up the kids from school in my slippers. In these slippers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I think what you do is just not embarrassing to our family at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Crossroads. Welcome to this week's Anchor Points. As you know, this past Sunday, we were talking about peace and Pastor Dave was talking about peace with God, which gets accomplished through salvation. And then the peace of God, which is something that God gives us as believers. It's something that we have access to. And as he talked about, we have to be good stewards of it. And he shared a verse that it's just such a good verse that I was like, I'm gonna read it again. It's in Philippians four, six through eight. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What the Bible's doing is it's calling for a perspective shift. Like if you notice, it's not saying that there are things which aren't good and praiseworthy and those kind of things. Like those things still exist. It's asking for you to take your perspective, shift it off the bad and onto the good with the idea that by doing these things, it gives you the opportunity to steward your own peace that's given to you by God. I mean, we had a really neat discussion on Sunday. I would encourage you to go back and watch the sermon. It was a really, it was a powerful sermon. Part of the question I always have with that kind of stuff is, well, how do you, how do you do this, right? There's bad stuff that's always in our face, it feels like. And so it's hard, I think, to, to make that transition. There's a story in 1 Samuel 17. I think we're all really familiar with it. The story of David and Goliath. And I think that we know the story well enough that I don't need to like go through the whole thing. But in some ways, for me, over my time walking with the Lord, the most interesting part about the story is not just like the narrative, it's the location. So what I mean is, if you read the story, there's basically... a two hillsides with a valley in between. And on one hillside, you've got Israel. And then on the other side, you've got the Philistines. And what's happening is every day, one of the Philistines is walking down into the valley to taunt 
Israel. And I'm always just so struck by this. So David, as he decides he's going to respond to this and he's going to allow the Lord to use him to get victory, right? He has to walk down into the valley. And I'm always struck by how much his perspective would have shifted. So when you're up on the hilltop, your direct line of sight is your enemy on the other hilltop. But once you step down into the valley, Goliath is there. But just behind him is this massive hillside that would have been a reminder of who created it all. It would have been this reminder that you have this large man, but he's right up against something much larger. And I think that David wouldn't have had the ability to access that unique perspective without being willing to go into the valley and face his enemy, face the obstacles that he was facing. And I think that for us, a lot of times, that's a requirement. It's a part of the process. We have to be willing to meet some of these struggles, some of these obstacles head on. And then we get the opportunity to be given this new perspective where we can focus in on the creator, and not the problem. One of the neat things about this is that you see woven throughout the story of the Bible and even the history of, of things that were happening outside of the Bible, what you have is this reality that things are always going on, but God is always working through it. And, and he's weaving this story of redemption into the world. One of the verses and chapters that I, I really like, and it's one of those, sometimes when you read those like long genealogies and you're like, your eyes glaze over and stuff. This one sort of feels like that, but for whatever reason, it, it just strikes me differently. So I wanted to, I wanted to read it to you. In Luke 3, one through four, it says, Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being the Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, the Tetrarch of Ituria and the region of Trachonitis, and Lysanias, the Tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. As it's written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. What I love about this verse is he spends these verses, he spends multiple lines of text telling you who was in charge. I mean, you get Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, Herod, Philip, Lysanias, Annas, Caiaphas. I mean, there are so many people that think they are in control. And then just outside of all this like political power, you see the Lord weaving his story of redemption in the wilderness. He's risen up this man, John, and John is literally just going out and saying, prepare the way for the Lord and make his path straight. And that's sort of this fascinating juxtaposition that you have. No matter what time period you pick yourself up and sit yourself down in, throughout human history. There are always people that seem like they're in control. There are always situations that seem like they might feel out of control. There are always these things that are going to feel like they are competing against the Lord and competing against his peace being in your life. The reality is that no matter what you're facing, 
there is always this story, this arc of redemption and this arc of access to the Lord and, and to his peace that's available to us. And he is working all things for the good of those who love him. I think I even said that last week. To me, that's one of the central defining themes of the Bible is that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of whatever it is we have going on, the Lord is still in control. The Lord is still providing all the promises that he says he will in the Bible, one of which being peace. As you go throughout this week, focus in on those good things. Try to latch onto and shift your perspective off of bad things and onto good things. I think you'll find that that peace sort of rushes in over you. From there, I mean, let's just be good stewards this week. And last but not least, don't forget, Christmas is coming up. And so if you haven't gone to crossroadsthechurch.com and registered, make sure you do that. We're doing four identical services, one on Friday evening, the 22nd, and then three on December 24th. Swing on to our website, register, make sure you sign up so that we have enough space for everybody who wants to come, and we will see you 